power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. We declare the heavens open in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Oh, the amen is weak. Hallelujah. We bless God for a Sunday morning like this. Amen. How many of you are ready for the word this morning? All right. Just lift up your hand. Say, in the name of Jesus. It looks like it's not everybody who is ready, so I'm going to take it again. Lift up your hand. Say, in the name of Jesus. Say, I declare that my mind is ready. I declare that my spirit is ready. I declare that my heart is open to receive the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together once again. All right. So this morning, I want to share the word of God with you. And um, I'm trusting God that it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Uh, The whole of yesterday, I was thinking of what to preach. And this one came to me around 4.30 a.m. today. So... Yes, it's fresh from heaven. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, as, as a preacher, it's not about not getting what to say. I mean, I've preached many sermons. If you go to the podcast, you get more than 200 sermons all preached by me. So I, 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 I won't lack what to say. But the problem is one thing settling in your spirit that this is what God wants you to say for the Sunday. It is the preacher's dilemma every Saturday. To get that settlement until you get that settlement you are not comfortable hallelujah so you can imagine the whole of yesterday i was uncomfortable until 4 30 a.m today who wants to be a pastor <laughs> hallelujah but i'm trusting god that it will be a blessing unto you amen all right so this this coming wednesday i told you i'm going to start a new series and the thing about this series is that it will not be on Facebook. So if you want to learn from it, if you want to it's, learn from those teachings, make sure you come for the teaching service Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the ONG Conference Hall. Hallelujah. Um, teachings are what will ground us in the things of the Spirit. Amen? I'm, I'm doing this particular series because I realize a lot of believers are are doing a lot of things blindly we don't understand what we are we, we understand the fact that we are in a war we understand the fact that uh, we are in warfare but we don't understand what we are doing we don't understand the nature of what is happening and because of that um, we are not winning as we are supposed to win hallelujah you see when you are equipped with knowledge revelation information you are more efficient in life hallelujah Yes, so, so the spirit, the, sorry, the, 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 the series will be along the lines of spiritual warfare. I'm, I'm yet to coin it how I'll choose to coin it, but it's along the lines of spiritual warfare. I need to teach you about spiritual warfare. 
I need to teach you about the enemy, how the enemy operates. For example, there are a lot of you who think all evil spirits or all demons are fallen angels. But I'll show you that not all demons are, not all evil spirits are fallen angels. So what are they? If you want to know, come <laughs> on Wednesday. That is, that is the paradigm a lot of people have been walking around with. There, there are some that are fallen angels. For example, the, the 6,000 that came out of the madman at Gadara, they are, not, they, are, they are not fallen angels. You think angels need a human body to function? One angel can kill 185,000 people. That's how powerful they are. You think 6,000 of them will force and perch in one person? No, no, no. Those can't be fallen angels. Hallelujah. So there are other things. Sure, you don't know what. When we say the refine, refine, you don't know what they are. When we say the zanzu means, you don't know what they are. <laughs> but we do spiritual warfare all the time. But we are boxing in the dark. Hallelujah. I'll teach you about how demons colonize physical places mm. and signs. Of demonic colonization of physical spaces. There are some things when you start seeing in your house, you need to look for anointing oil and anoint your home. Amen. So there are, there are things. I'll, I'll show you doorways, things that open people up and places up for demonic influence. Even nations and all of that. So I'll be teaching you a lot of very deep things and it will enlighten you. Hallelujah. You may not be de- having problems with demons, but you will help somebody to deal with the demons. Amen. It is necessary that we know what we are doing. And, and I, I'll, I'll list it with a lot of real-life experiences, my own experiences, things I've dealt with, and, I mean, general stories from the kingdom of God and all of that. And nowadays, the midweek, you know, by 8.30, we are out of there. On Wednesday, we finish at 8.29. Now we are not going beyond 8.30. And, and on Wednesday, those of you who came, you did work. Clap for yourselves. By 7, 7.10, most of you were there. You see, you can't clap. <laughs> you see, you can't clap. You will talk about that one later. Hallelujah. But may God give you the grace to come and be part of this teaching series. Amen? All right. So today, today we're going to take, when we were small, there was this program on GTV, they called Expedition to the Animal Kingdom. How many of you ever watched that one? Oh, you are young, small boys and girls. Expedition to the Animal Kingdom, they should show it on Saturday afternoons. And it was very nice because it gave you an idea of what happened in the jungle and how animals behave and all of that. Today we are taking an expedition to the animal kingdom and we are looking at one particular animal, one particular, one particular animal. From time to time we will take expeditions to the animal kingdom. Today we are, we are looking at one animal. You know in the Bible there are a lot of metaphors and similes. There are things God uses to describe things or to bring things home and a lot of the metaphors and the similes are he uses animals hallelujah so if there are some characteristics god wants us to have he'll use a particular animal 
So there was a time he said, look to the ant, you lazy man, and learn his ways. Look at the ant and learn his ways. And the reason why he said we should learn from the ant is that even though they have no king, no leader, they are able to work and store food for the rainy day. Hallelujah. They have the ability to work unsupervised. If you listen to what I preached uh, the last time on our visitation, I talked about the characteristics of the lazy person. I mentioned that the lazy person cannot work unsupervised. You always have to be on the lazy person. Do this. Everybody makes mistakes, but the lazy person, you have to correct him or her a number of times. I believe if you do something wrong and you are corrected once, it should be enough. Hallelujah. If you are diligent enough and you are hardworking enough, you will work on that particular thing. If it means going to read more, if it means whatever you do to ensure that you don't make that same mistake again, you do it. But if you are there and you always need supervision, it is a sign of laziness. But that is not what I'm talking about. Today, I'm going to talk about an animal that I believe is one of the most amazing. Like, if you study its life, even watching it move is, is something else. Especially when it's in slow motion. It's a very, very beautiful sight. I'm talking about the eagle. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the eagle. When you watch the eagle fly, especially when it's in slow motion, it's a very beautiful sight. The grace and the comfort and the, you know, very majestic animal. Hallelujah. Show, show us a picture of an eagle. Show us a picture of an eagle. Very nice, very, you know, composed, majestic, king of the, of the, of the air. And the one who wrote the book of Proverbs says something in Proverbs chapter 30 verse 19. Let's read Proverbs chapter 30 and the verse number 19. Proverbs 30 verse 19. Okay, so you let's start from 18. Let's start from 18 so that we get the... the he said, There be three things which are too wonderful for me. Yea, four, which I know not. I'm like, ah, you know not, but it's wonderful to you. It's right, it's, it can be some way. The first one is the way of an eagle in the air. The way of a serpent upon a rock. Do you find that one wonderful? Me, I don't find that one wonderful. I hate the sight of a moving snake. If I see a snake, it should be stagnant. The moment it starts moving, something, I, I just don't like it. If I'm on YouTube and a video comes and I see in the thumbnail snake, I will not even go there. I, I just don't want to see it. Especially a snake biting something. I, it's as if it's my heart. <laughs> It is, I, I just don't like it. In fact, it, it tells me that truly God cares the serpent. said, you put enmity between him and the woman and the seed of the woman. If a snake arrives here right now, we'll see two groups of people. <laughs> those who run for their lives and those who will look for stones. <laughs> Nobody will say, oh. but let a very cute cat come here right now. 
Some people too don't like God. Eh? Uh, spiritual. Just say Yasumanu. Hey, people. <laughs> Just say what? Go go voice here. Are you there? Let me not go there. I thought God did say oh yeah you, but anyway. <laughs> Some people too will see lunch. <laughs> See a nice cat barbecue. I hear cat meat is very nice. I actually want to taste cat meat. So please, if you have cat meat, show me. If you know. Where was it? Salam. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I really want to taste cat meat. Seriously, I hear it's, it's, it's very, very nice. It's very nice. We limit ourselves to much. God says he has sanctified everything for us to eat. But if it is not a yeah, beef fish. What are the popular ones? Pork. Even pork, right? They say it now it's demonic. <laughs> Somebody somewhere. <laughs> pastor somewhere said, it's, a, it's a doorway to witchcraft. Hey! And the anchor, all of us, we are witches. Because the way we have been chewing that thing. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly think we are limiting ourselves too much. There are a lot of nice things God has created. I tasted horse somewhere. Horse meat. No, the truth is that if you are giving horse meat and beef, you will not be able to tell the difference. The only difference is that the horse meat is just a little tougher. And beef, there are some that are tough, you can't even chew. So you will actually not be able to, to tell the difference. I tasted frog legs. And you see, that me, I'm sure some of these things you've chewed before, poor, and you don't even know. Frog is like a hybrid between chicken and fish. Oh yeah, it's like you are chewing it. At one point, your mind is telling you, "This is chicken. This is chicken. This is chicken." Another time, it's like it's fish. It's fish. It's fish. That is how it is. <laughs> no, no, we we must explore God's creation. Hallelujah! Don't limit yourself to a crab and yeah, and all those things. They are not the only things God created. Hallelujah! So today we are looking at the way of the eagle. Somebody say the way of the eagle. Say it again, the way of the eagle. There are six things we can learn as Christians, as human beings, from the eagle that I, I believe can help us. Hallelujah. And today I want you to open your ears and open your heart and learn from the eagle. Amen? All right. So the number one thing, the one, number one thing, one characteristic about the eagle that if you have, it will be good for you. It will help you. Is that the eagle has very good vision. In fact, of all the creatures of God, of all the animals God created, the eagle is noted to have the best vision. And let me give you an idea of how good the vision of an eagle is. An eagle can spot a rabbit that is running on the ground from about three kilometers in the sky. Three kilometers. All right, I know you can't relate. So let me, let me bring it to your level. If your eyes were transplanted and you were given the eyes of an eagle, what it means is that you'll be able to stand at the top floor of a 10-story building and still be able to see an ant crawling on the ground. That, that is serious eyesight. Oh, if, the, if, the, if the ant is even on your nose... <laughs> 
you can you can see if you had the eyes of an eagle you stand on the 10th floor and you will look down and you'll still be able to see the an ant not a mouse not a cat but an ant you'll be able to see clearly an ant moving that is how good the eyesight of an eagle is so if you're a human being and you 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 have vision and this vision i'm talking about is not eyesight vision the ability to see from afar hallelujah tap somebody and say may the lord give you vision may the lord give you vision no you need to be visionary in life hallelujah some people can't see past their nose if you even ask them about next week they can't tell you anything and this eyesight i'm talking about i'm also not talking about supernatural eyesight as in prophetic eyesight you see that that is the advantage we believers have that one can be added to us as uh, may you receive it in the name of jesus yeah but that is not the one i'm talking about i'm talking about the ability to anticipate things the ability to see things from afar the ability to say mm, this and this and this is what i need to do to be so so and so and here in the next three years that is vision there are people who are walking visionless that's why they are always looking for a prophet to prophesy to them and today i want to show you that being visionary having the ability to see far to be able to plan ahead and all of those things is not any extraordinary gift it, it wasn't it wasn't listed as one of the gifts of the spirit hallelujah it's not anything extraordinary it's just something that those who are visionary or the people we identify as visionary are doing that the rest of the people are doing you see normally when we say somebody has vision what we mean is that the person is seeing what others can see and the person is thinking about what others are not thinking about that is a visionary person so ghana had a visionary leader in kwame Nkrumah, very visionary i mean if you read about him when we talk about vision somebody having vision the things he was thinking about in his time nobody was thinking about them the things he was seeing in his time nobody was seeing them when he came to Ghana to come and join the UGCC to start the whole independence move. The UGCC, they had old men. They were like self-government in the shortest possible time. He was seeing what the people were not seeing. He said self-government now. We want it now. That means if probably we had gone with UGCC, our independence day would have been 6 March 1979 <laughs> or something. <laughs> but he said no, 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 no. I believe it would have been in 1960, actually. Because you realize that most of the other African countries actually had their independence in 1960. It was like, it was that year that they decided to free a lot of people. But countries like Ghana, 1957, because they had a leader that could see what others could not see. Countries like Guinea, they had their independence in 1958. Most of the Francophone countries were also 1960. They were the only ones who had their... Their, their independence in 1958 and that was because the guinea president was a very close friend of kwame nkrumah and kwame nkrumah was imparting his visionary ideas onto them do you know kwame nkrumah is the only person on record to have been officially the president of two countries when he was overthrown you know 
he never returned to Ghana until he died. It was his body that came. He was overthrown when he was outside the country. He had gone for a conference outside. He never returned to Ghana. When he was overthrown, he went to his friend, the Guinean president, called Ahmed Sekuturi. And he made him the co-president of Guinea. Yes. So until his death, he was the co-president of Guinea. So when you look at his official profile, it is stated that Kwame Nkrumah was the president of Ghana and the president of Guinea. So actually when he died, the Guinean president didn't want to release his body to Ghana. He said, you people rejected this visionary man. You overthrew him and we accepted him. So we won't give his body to you. We too officially, he is a president of ours. So our sitting president has died. So the kind of funeral Kwame Nkrumah had in Guinea was more grand than what he had when his body was brought to Ghana. By the time he was brought to Ghana, it was a military government. So it wasn't any majestic, what do you call it? Until Rollins came and they came and did the reburial. That's when the Kwame Nkrumah mausoleum, the one on that street, was made and he was given a more befitting burial. When I watched the video of the Guinean funeral that took place, I think he died in 1972. The Guinean funeral, it was a serious state thing. When I watched the one in Ghana, oh, I was like, Ghana people, we can do something so. Look at the sacrifice this man made. The sitting president, the sitting head of state at that time was in via the funeral. Uh, uh, go and search your history books to know which of them it was. Military president, he didn't attend the funeral. When he brought his body, he just went and, you know, paid respect. At the funeral itself, he was not there. You know, look at how the Guinea people and the people were crying. So that people who are visionaries, they, they can see what people don't see. If what Kwame Nkrumah said about African nations uniting to become the United States of Africa, if they had listened in the 60s as he was pushing for it, we won't be where we are now. And Africans want to go to United States. We also have our own USA here. USA 2. There will be USA 1. will be USA 2. Hallelujah. Because if you have a continent that has 40% of the world's natural resources spread across the continent, that is serious bargaining power. But black man, everybody wants to be local champion. United States of Africa means the Ivorian president will have to give up his presidency. The Ghanaian president will have to give up his presidency. The Moroccan president will have to, and they all have to come under one leader. And that is not what, that's what we are not prepared to do. You see, when it comes to such things, I think even demons have more common sense than us. Hmm? Because Jesus said, a man, if a man has a demon and it is expelled, it goes round. And it doesn't go to look for seven that are weaker than itself so that it will be boss. It looks for ones that are stronger because he understands purpose. Their purpose is to steal. Their purpose is to kill. Their purpose is to destroy. He understands purpose. Whatever must be done for that purpose to be achieved, they are even pre prepared to serve under other people so that that purpose will be achieved. So demons even have more sense than us. So people have had a, what do you call it? I'm not a CPP supporter, so this one, I'm just talking facts. <laughs> It's coming election crime. I don't even know where I'll vote. It's like for now, I'm not even voting because I don't I don't even know. 
when you have vision it means you are seeing what other Kwame Nkrumah wanted to build a science city science city a city dedicated to science research etc no no the kind of things he wanted to build an Olympic stadium the land on the side of the motorway it was supposed to be an 80,000 capacity Olympic stadium for Ghana no the kind of things the man was seeing others were not seeing it at the time so he seemed to be like ah who is this guy you are always building uh, what do you call it skyscrapers in the sky you know the man simply had vision the others didn't have i pray that god will give you vision that you you'll be somebody who will see things people don't see and you think about things others don't think about this whole african unity thing some of the other presidents were like uh you, you want to bring the idea so that at the end of the day you rule all of us embassy we will not let it happen and Americans, you see, what they had done, which was to unite 50 separate states into one. Africa, we had 53, now it's 54. They knew that if these people come together, our influence in the global sphere will come down. And that is why, they, do you know it was the CIA that orchestrated the overthrow of Kwame Nkrumah? Uh-huh. But you see, we, we couldn't see you. The man could see, but others could not see May God raise another Kwame Nkrumah in this Ghana. Selfless person. Hallelujah. But you see, what makes a person visionary? It's not special people. And today that is what I want to prove to you. It's not special people that are visionary. If you want to be visionary, it is two ingredients that must come together. And that is what begets a visionary person. And those two things, when I say they may sound strange to you. One of them is a passion. Say a passion. You, you can't be visionary if you are not passionate about anything. Some of you, your problem is that you are not passionate about anything. You don't have a passion for anything. It's like everything. We are there some. Like country broke or country no broke with things. You are not passionate about anything. You can't be a visionary if you are not passionate about anything. That is what brings... Kwame Nkrumah could see... To, because he was passionate about the African ruling himself. The African doing things the right way. He had... He was obsessed. He was passionate about it. And what makes you visionary is that... The passion is now translated into you meditating about the thing more than the ordinary person would do. You think about the thing more. That is why he was, he was able to think about things people had not even thought about. It's because the people didn't have his level of passion. So two things come together to give birth to a visionary person. Passion and then meditation. Meditation. If you will spend time thinking about the thing you are passionate about and you ask yourself certain questions the where the how the why etc you realize that you will be seeing things others are not seeing you will see potential problems other people will not see you see if you're a leader let's say you've been given a responsibility in the church and all of that one of the ways i'll know whether you are passionate about it is how innovative you are when you don't spend time thinking about the work you have been giving you will never be innovative you will never bring up anything new but if you are passionate about it you realize that ah, you go and sleep and you are thinking how can i make this thing better how can we do this how can we do that how can we do this how can we do that then we know that 
you are passionate. Hallelujah. So our choir, for example, I have a vision for the choir. I have a vision for the choir of the church. I sat down and I looked at some of the most effective choirs on earth. And some of them were church-based choirs. I'm talking about Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. I'm talking about Hillsong. I'm talking about Bethel Music. Isn't Bethel Music a church base? Yeah. These are some of the most effective. I was like, why can't our choir become like that? Where our songs will be played worldwide? Where people will be in Papua New Guinea and downloading our songs? So that is, is a vision I have for the choir. And so I sit and I meditate about it, about the how. How is that going to be done? So first step, I told them that the name Overflow Music. There is another group called Overflow Incorporated, which was there before we even started the church. And people know that one more than Overflow Music because you've not come out yet. If you go out there as Overflow Music, a lot of people will assume it's Overflow Incorporated. We don't want a situation where there is a mix-up of the two. So before we launch out like that, the name must change. So Overflow Music, I'll re-christen you very soon. Hallelujah. Uh, I'll re-christen you very soon because we are going out there. We are going out there. We don't want anybody, oh, is that, that over? No, it's not that Overflow. It is this, this one. <laughs> it is this particular one. Hallelujah. And all of these things is because I sit and I think. I meditate. Tap somebody, say, think, 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 think. That person, you are talking too much. You are listening too much. Think. Think. And I thought further. I was like, ah. One of the ways music groups actually get noticed. I mean, when I'm looking for a particular song, I'll just go to YouTube and write the title. And I'll get a lot of options. Some of them are the original. Some of them too are covers that other people have sung. And I realize that sometimes I like the covers more than the original. How many of you can, can, can identify with? Huh? I like the covers more than the original. And that is how I discovered a lot of my favorite musicians. They sang covers of songs that are there already. So that is one of the ways of getting noticed. You look for songs that are already in the system and sing a cover of it, your own version of it. Sometimes if you need to get permission from the original person, just like what Michael has done with uh, Ruach HaKodesh, his cover is there and it is opening doors for him and it will open more doors for you. Hallelujah. Anybody hears that song? Hey, Charlie, this song, this song, sir. It will open more doors for you. It's one of the ways. So these things, they come from thinking. It's not anything special. If you are passionate about something and you spend time thinking about it, you realize that you are seeing what others are not seeing and you are thinking about what others are not thinking about. Hallelujah. If let's say you are passionate about children, you want to make children's lives better and you really spend time meditating on it, you realize that you'll be seeing things others are not seeing because they don't have your passion. So they won't, they won't, they won't spend time thinking about that particular thing. That is how to be a visionary person. First of all, you must have a passion and then secondly, you must think. 
about it. Meditate about the thing. Think about it. Realize ideas will come to your mind. That ah, if this is a, sometimes you are like ah, this person how was he able to see that this problem is? It's because they spent a lot of time thinking about, and they've asked questions. They've done research. So when you are having a discussion with a visionary person, it's as if ah, everywhere you pass, the person has. It's because he's thought about it already. The person has thought about it. The person has, has played around with it in his mind already. He said, oh, no, let's do it this way. The person will say, no, if we do it this way, then he'll give you five reasons. Why, if you do it like, ah. Did it come to his mind just as we were saying, is it Holy Ghost? No, no, it's not Holy Ghost. The person has spent time thinking. Put your hand up your head. Say, think, 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 think. Think. That is how you become a visionary person. And if you are a Christian too, then the Holy Ghost adds the supernatural dimension to it. Then you become unstoppable in life. Because what the Holy Ghost, he can take something that you don't even know. Like Abraham, he said, go to a land that I will show you. I will show you. I pray that God will give you the grace to be visionary. If you're a father, you must have a vision. If you are passionate enough about your children, you will have a vision for them. The next five years, the next ten years. You can't be there and it's like, ah, baby, and I mean, wherever the Lord will do, I'm going to try my way. Let me just do something. No, you must be visionary. And it comes by being passionate and spending time thinking. Spending time thinking. May God give you that grace in Jesus' name. All right. Number two. The eagle either flies alone or flies with its kind. You will not see an eagle flying with uko. <laughs> Bola bed those funny ones no 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 the eagle will either fly alone or he'll fly with its kind when the secular motivational speakers take this aspect of the eagle they try to imply that you must move with the people at your level i don't come down but that one too is wrong hallelujah that is wrong me the lesson i take from this attribute of the eagle is that you must move with like-minded people like-minded people it's not about level it's about like-mindedness people who think like you people who have your ideals people who believe the things you believe because trust me in life you will need those at your level you will need those above you and you will need those below you No, no, you can't be there and say, oh, it's only media, it's only bishops. I work with bishops. I work with bishops. <laughs> Men of God of a certain level of the spirit. Sir. There's some things that it is your subordinates who can solve it. You yourself, if you go and try. David killed Goliath with the champion. But there were four others like him. One day he attempted to kill another one and he almost lost his life. It was one of his mighty men who came and slew it. No, you need your subordinates also. What is important in that is that you, you must be like-minded. 
You see, that's why I tell you as a church, I don't have a number two. All of them are my number two. Because they have different attributes. They, they, they have different skills. They have different abilities. If I need somebody to break through something and get us something that I think is difficult to get, a venue or something, how far I'll call. He can enter places nobody can enter. And he has some favor. By the time he comes, he has the letter. <laughs> it's because he doesn't fear rejection, though. He doesn't fear rejection. <laughs> no, 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 no. He doesn't fear rejection. All he has to hear is, I say, go. He just moves. Break through whatever barriers, whatever. Like, on being himself, let's sit down and talk. No, 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 no. You go and get it done. Yeah. So they, they all have the abilities. I may not be able to do that because maybe in my mind, Charlie, me if they say no to me, Charlie, that if I apply, they say no. <laughs> oh, you know, there'll be someone there who, who knows me. At the time they are saying no, they say, no, 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 no. So for Mukra, <laughs> he's not afraid of such things so. <laughs> you've not even seen the radical side of Alpha now you school down <laughs> those days when we are having program and it's like the place needs to be swept you can just go to the street you see some nursing students walking hey come 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 you gather all of them give them room come 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 come, come and sweep it people are going there somewhere it's like hey this man just almost Roshi Call them, come, 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 come. There are brooms here, come, come, come and sweep. People who are just walking somewhere. It's not like they are even believers or anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, if you have the mentality that is only the people at your level you need, you are lying. You are making a big mistake. David wouldn't have been David without his mighty men. He would have died in that battle. That, 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 that giant was about to spear him and kill him. And one of his mighty men came from behind and just kill the guy like that and from that day they say you David you are not going to battle with us again else you quench the light of Israel you are the light of Israel stay at home it was the staying at home that brought the worship brought. let's not go there <laughs> no you, you need your subordinates in life you must listen to the people who are under you. You are a leader. You've made yourself like you are the only one with all the best ideas. And no, no, no. Ask them during pastoral meeting. Listen, I, I synthesize the ideas. I bring them together. If somebody brings, say, yeah, this one is a better option. Let us do that. I'm not one of those people. I have said it, and so it is. No, 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 no. It's not a good way to go. Hallelujah. Listen to your subordinates. The security man at your workplace, listen. He's trying to tell you that there's somebody who has been hovering around your car. He calls you, boss. You think he's come to ask for 20 Ghana? Don't listen. The one who brought and an, an orchestrated Naaman's deliverance was the maid in his house. A whole general with leprosy it was a big it was a big issue 
It was something that was worrying him. Imagine Naaman was the kind of person who doesn't even give an ear to like his sabbath. You know, some people treat uh, house helps by heart. They treat them like they are not human beings. Please stop that. There are some robberies in houses. It is the houseboys who connive with the thieves. Oh, my master, around this time, they, they sleep. He's at fourth gear. So come at 2 a.m. That's when it starts to snow. So come. I'll open the door for you lightly. After that, make we share. Treat your subordinates well. It's easy to treat your superiors nice. Because most likely, they have something that they can help you with. So it's natural. It's natural to treat your colleagues well and flow with people at your level. But flow with people who are like-minded. People who think like you. People who believe the things you believe in. Hallelujah. That is why a young lady, an Amalekai, shouldn't have any place in your life. He's not like-minded. He doesn't like church. He's always talking about pastors. As for pastors, they take people's money. They do this, 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 this. And it's, he's, he's infiltrating your mind with the time you realize... I saw you know about once a month, once a time I realized you are lost to follow up. You are gone. Because you are flowing and rolling with somebody who is not like-minded. Somebody who doesn't think like you. Somebody who doesn't believe the things you believe. Oh, me, you can't be a close friend of mine if you don't believe certain things. You don't believe in speaking in tongues. We will be acquaintances. Oh, hi, what's up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that I hate you or anything, but we will not flow. We will not flow. We will just not flow. You don't believe in things, speaking in tongues, the Holy Ghost, and things like that. So that is my life for me. That is my life. If you don't believe those things, we, we can't be friends. We will not be enemies, but we just cannot flow. But some of you, you can't flow with anybody and anything. You have the ability to metamorphose into anything. When they start singing the worldly songs, you sing song. A disco crowd, you know the way to the nightclub. Like, you know how much they charge at the gate. <laughs> you know, you know. The Bible says, be excellent at what is good and be innocent of evil. Be innocent of evil. There's some things you mustn't know. If there's some kinds of information, if I can get from you as a believer, I have to look at you twice. If let's say you are talking about prostitutes, blah 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 blah, blah says, hmm. even the ones are second, they charge 40 Ghana cities, and the ones are this, they charge this. Says, I say, hey, master, come, 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 let's talk. This one, I need further and better particulars, unless, of course, it was in your past life. But research, you have not finished researching Genesis to Revelation, don't go and be researching on unnecessary things. There's some kind of information you mustn't have. You must be innocent. Be excellent at what is good and be innocent of evil. Some of you, you know these things because of the people you roll with. Not that you are doing it though. But you have too many of such people around you. Hey, Charlie, last night, uh, hey, some baby, you, hey, you are listening and it is edifying you in the wrong direction. Tell somebody, flow with the right people. Tell that person, flow with the right people. Hallelujah. So the eagle will either fly alone or fly with its kind. Fly with its kind. 
Some of you, you must start editing your friend list. Start editing. Deleting some people. Some people, they are pulling you back. They are just pulling you back. With the kind of conversations they initiate. Kind of ideas they have. Kind of mentality they are carrying. Things they have in their head. And you are chatting with them, talking with them, flowing with them. And see, there's something called transference of spirit. As you are walking with them, time you realize you are picking things up from them. You are picking attitudes from them. Don't you see the way, sometimes you can even pick the way somebody talks or the terms the person uses. Some people do always end their sentences. Oh man, my God, my God, you'll be around them two months, three months, time relate to everything. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. In the same way, if you are around them and they've been talking profane, one day you will pick their microphone and one will slip from your mouth. <laughs> Some guy who was in Commonwealth Hall. Worship leader. I'm sure you can guess where the story is going. You know what Commonwealth people they can do? They take the worship song so and they turn it into profane. Every evening they will sing. <laughs> he didn't know unconsciously he was soaking the songs. One day, say one day, he picked the microphone while leading worship. Not that he has gone to join them to sing before. But it's like they used to sing at the window closed. Like his window was close to where they used to sing. The same way if you are by a drinking bar. You know all the... Well, like you know... When I was at Snitch Flats, they say, there was some place be there. Oh, don't say, hey, it's still there. All the... They say, I realize that when I'm walking, like I know the lyrics. <laughs> hey. And this guy picked the microphone. Was leading worship. Fine, fine, fine. And one song that he brought, not the time he realized he sang one line of the Commonwealth version. It took grace to restore him. <laughs> the grace of God. Keep the right company. Move with the right people. Some of your contacts cry. You have to delete some. You have to delete some. There are some groups you must exit from. WhatsApp groups and things you must exit from. Somebody told me, said my boys' school. They said they are a um, old students. Their year group platform. There's one particular guy. You put, get ready. When he puts go like this, like 40 pornographic videos. <laughs> he knows people don't like it, but oh, he's doing his thing. He said, if you can't watch, delete. <laughs> So some people in the in the, the 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 correct guys decided to form their own group. Some way, some of this guy found his way. <laughs> One day they were there, get ready. 
Nico! <laughs> hey, your search groups run away. <laughs> Especially if your WhatsApp is set such that any video that comes is automatically downloaded. That particular function, you must watch it. If you haven't adjusted it, go and do it. It's not everything you must say. May the Lord have mercy. Characteristic number three. The eagle is the master of the rebirth. You see, at the age of 40, when an eagle reaches 40 years, it has to take some very tough decisions. Very painful decisions. By the age of 40, the sharpness of their claws has gone down. The sharpness of their beak. And these are the things they used to hunt. The sharpness of their beak is gone. It's like their beak has become blunt. Their feathers are not as strong and as healthy as they used to be. So flying becomes a problem. So when they reach that age, what it actually means is that they are actually getting closer to the end of their lives. And the eagle must take some tough decisions. So do you know what the eagle does? It retrieves into a cave. And it knocks its beak on the hard rock several times until the beak breaks off. Painful. And it hits its claws against the rock several times until the claws break off. And then it manually plugs all its feathers until it is completely naked. And it stays in the cave until it grows a new beak, grows new claws, and grows new feathers. And by that time, when they come out, they are stronger and more effective. And in actual fact, what it means is that they've added another 40 years to their lives. It's the master of the rebirth. You see, there are times in life you realize you have gone low and you need to repackage yourself. You need to take some tough decisions. You need to, to, to make some hard moves and take some hard stands. That is what the eagle does to prolong its life. Sometimes in business, you need to take some tough decisions. You realize that no, where the thing has gone. You, this one, let me speak in, in, in parables, but you understand. See, when this whole um, app taxi system came, it started with some particular one, so we know. Now it's not what it used to be again. Most of you, you stop taking them. And now there are some faithful ones who do. New ones have come. Those ones, they'll disturb you on YouTube, sir. <laughs> you are watching worship. You are in the spirit. No. Ah, then the advert will come. You know the ones I'm talking about? Yeah. The green one right now. The red one too is wild. It's like suddenly everywhere you pass, you can hear there. So you realize that the original one no, is dying. And the, the, the lifespan is, is not very, what do you call it? See, under such circumstances in business, you have to take some radical decisions. Some hard decisions. Hard decisions. If you want to survive, you must take some hard decisions. Sometimes in ministry, you need to take hard decisions. You must take hard decisions. Men of God who are caught in a fault... You can, your ministry can die there when a scandal breaks out. 
your ministry can end there and say that okay I've done some let it end here but you can take some hard decisions and do some painful things and that will even result in you coming back stronger than you were before and so there are times in life you must take tough decisions hard decisions can you imagine knocking your beak continuously with the aim of breaking it and it won't break nicely to to break in a bloody manner plucking your feathers yourself not like somebody has come to do mommy <laughs> you to do the thing yourself your claws you knock them out until it breaks and that is a way for it to keep surviving hallelujah i pray that whatever tough decisions you need to take to keep afloat and even to become a better person god will give you the strength and ability to take those decisions number four the eagle is a chain is, is a master of change management see human beings we must be good change managers a lot of people don't handle change well a lot of people don't transition in life the way they are supposed to transition so you stay at the same place all the time how does the eagle do this you know that the, the nest of the eagle is, is a wonder it's a very very beautiful thing it is a very well thought of and a very well calculated piece of architecture such that they make sure the inside of the nest is very very comfortable in fact they use thorns they, they like um, plants that have thorns to make their nest but they make it such that the inside of the nest is very comfortable but the outside is very uncomfortable in order to prevent predators from coming inside so they pad the inside with grass they, they will turn the twig or whatever they use such that the smooth part will be inside and then the thorny part will be outside and then they line the inside with nice grass so that the eaglets can be comfortable but it gets to a point when they want the eaglets to learn to fly for themselves they shake the nest and when they shake the nest some of the trees go out of place so some of the thorns will now come in so the eagle will be inside moving moving and suddenly something will break ah, something will break and say, ah. suddenly this place that was so comfortable is now becoming uncomfortable it is the parent eagle's way of pushing the child out of his comfort zone so that it can now fend for itself and learn to fly saying you can't be under my control for a very long time you can't be in this nest forever you must learn to fly for yourself because very soon you become too big and all of us cannot stay in this nest you need to learn to fly so he shakes the nest a bit and you see god is like an eagle let's read deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 11 give me new king james version 11 and 12 deuteronomy 32 11 and 12 Deuteronomy 32, 11 and 12. New King James. It says, As an eagle stirs up its nest. It's talking about God. It's relating to God. Hovers over its young. So the first one, it talks about the stirring of the nest. Too. The eagle hovers over its young. Spreading out its wing. Taking them up. Carrying them on its wings. That is the children. Verse 12. It says, So the Lord... Hey. this is spiritual warfare <laughs> so the lord alone led him him is referring to israel or jacob all right 
and here was no foreign god with him hallelujah so it's likening god to an eagle and in the verse 11 the, the verse 11 the first it says he stirs up his nest so god also stirs up the nest sometimes there are some hard situations you are going through and it's simply because god is stirring up the nest there are some difficult seasons and it's just because god is stirring up the nest that you have been at this position for too long you need to break camp and advance hallelujah sometimes the thing you are binding is part of your process binding a lot of things that are part of your process god is just shaking the nest and telling you that oh, this is not where i i destined you to be get agitated you see the bible says when you have become restless you shall break his yoke off your nest some people are too comfortable and that is why there's no progress in their lives he says he stirs up the nest creates some uncomfortable situation that some of you, you have become prayer people because God shook the nest a little and you needed to go on your knees and solve a certain problem. The devil thought he was taking you through a, a fiery furnace, but the time you came out, a prayer warrior had been created. Some of the greatest millionaires are people who, who, have, who experience poverty in life. It pushed them to think above the normal like they were so determined to break through and break out and i came to tell somebody today that that unfortunate situation may may you turn it around for your advantage and may you turn it around for your good in the name of jesus christ of nazareth there may be bad seasons seasons where things are difficult it is just god shaking the nest a bit telling you that this is not where you are supposed to be forever break camp and advance break camp and advance if the eagle doesn't do that the eagles will stay in the nest and stay in the nest and stay in the nest so the nest becomes uncomfortable and then now they try to fly out of it try to fly out of it and what the eagle does is that when he realizes the eaglet is trying to fly it will pick it by his beak and most of the time their nests are on mountain tops very high places he will take it by his beak and drop it <laughs> and as it is coming down and fear suddenly it begins to flap its wings and then shoom, it begins to fly like that i pray that you 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 walk according to the leadings of god and the instructions of god sometimes god himself wants to train you david said you taught my hands to war and my fingers to fight my fingers to fight we, we, we are too quick to to jump out of god's education system you reach class two no my brother yeah pass the test and move to class three have you seen anybody moving to class two without a test before from class two to class three without a test before there is always a test for promotion there's always a test for promotion don't be too comfortable accept it when god is shaking the nest tell somebody accept it accept it when god is shaking your nest accept it accept it don't curse him and run away from him Number five, the eagle loves storms. When there is a storm, other birds run away. They are looking for cover. They disappear, going hiding caves, hiding their nests. When the storm comes, that's when the eagle comes out. Ah, this is what I like. And you know the reason why the eagle loves the storm? He loves the storm because during the storm, the wind speeds are higher. 
and the eagle needs higher wind speeds to be able to soar higher into the sky so what other people are running from the adversity that other people are running from the obstacles that other people are running away from he sees it as an opportunity to climb higher so when the storm comes the evil comes out with its full chest it's like i will run and face the storm i'm going to run into the storm hallelujah and the christian must be like that hallelujah sometimes we are too soft we allow little things to 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 cower us into oblivion and we go to hide and we don't pray again you won't come to church again you won't serve god again just because a little storm has come in your life but i pray that you be like the eagle now when the storm rises you also rise let god arise and let his enemies be scattered when the storm comes that is when you pray more that is when you spend more time on your knees that is when you seek the face of the lord more that is the eagle believer don't say oh the things didn't go the way i expected them to go so me i won't pray again i don't see why 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 we, uh, we are having fasting and prayer again and, and the thing i even prayed for last year i didn't get it and he said no when the going gets tough that is when the tough also get going that is how um, soldiers are made toughness the bible says endure hardness as a true soldier of christ your hardness when things are not the way they are supposed to be that is when you must pray more that is when you must go on your knees more that is when you must engage in warfare the more that is when you must intercede the more that is when you must even serve God more run at the storm face the storm and adversity will turn into advancement And the last one the eagle tests commitment before engagement I will explain when a male eagle wants to meet with a female eagle you know what a female eagle does it will fly up to a high place and break a little branch into the mouth and then she would drop them the, the the branch from a high place and see if the male will run after it. Uh-huh. So when she drops she drops the thing like that and the male goes and catches it and brings it back to her, she will go to a higher level, drop it again, and see if you will go. No, and these are true things, it happens all the time. That's that's what they do by nature. She'll go to a higher level, drop it again. And the male, shoot, go and catch it and bring it. And she'll go to another level. And she'll do that continuously for about one hour. If you pass all the tests and you bring back the twig every time, I'm ready to meet. No, and it does that because it knows bringing up baby eagles is a lot of work. You need a committed man. You need a committed partner. So I'm testing your commitment before I make babies with you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Don't just 
get up and commit. Go into partnerships. Business partnerships. Relationship partnerships. Have evidence of commitment first. So the eagle, ladies, the eagle is giving you the license to bluff small. Say bluff small. But the key is small. If you go and overdo it. <laughs> I say, hey, I'm proving hard to get, hard to get, hard to get. And then right, you stop chasing. Oh, won't you chase me? Won't you chase me? I go over you. <laughs> I go over you. <laughs> but a bit of it is important. Hallelujah. Unless, of course, God has spoken and you have heard clearly. This is the bone of your bones and the flesh. But that one, they are quick. But sometimes you, you, you need to examine the person a little. Get to know the person a little. What are his principles? What are the things he believes in? What does he believe about raising children? Does he believe those who came, people are witches? <laughs> Test the commitment. Test the commitment. And see, there are a lot of ways of knowing whether people are committed to you or not. Not just in a relationship sense. There are a lot of ways. Even as a pastor, I, I, I know how to test commitment. I know how to. I can be testing commitment and you know that is what I'm testing. Oh, you see, spiritual leaders, eh, the, ways God give, the ways God will use to help you to select. Look at Gideon. He just said, tell them to go and drink. You think it will come to anybody's mind that it's a selection process? Let me stop here. <laughs> no, no, no. You must test commitment. You must test commitment. Me, as a pastor and as a leader, I value commitment and consistency over talent and ability and giftings. I'm not moved by gifts, so. Look, the one who is committed, the one who is, um, what do you call it, diligent, with time, will come to the same level of talent as the one who is talented, who will not do anything. I'm telling you the truth. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Commitment. Very important. One of the ways of knowing whether somebody is committed or not is whether the person is prepared to sacrifice. That some people they're around you and they only do things out of convenience. Oh no, if it's not if it's not convenient, they will not do it. It's like anytime you see them doing something, it's because they've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay, and it is fine. Either when it's convenient or they have an advantage to get out of it. So I'm talking generally, I'm not talking about myself. I'm speaking generally. Sometimes it's like that. And, and I'm sure if you look at your life, you see such people. They are not ready to bend their backs. They are not ready to move against the grain. If it falls within their, what do you call it? Their agenda or what they want to do. Oh, then we'll do it. But to actually move against where they are going and inconvenience themselves just to do something for you. You won't get them doing that. And ladies, if there's a gentleman around you who is like that, you must be careful. It's a sign. You must be careful. A person will only visit when it's convenient. 
oh i'm already coming to kolibu anyway and the day you are not planning to come to kolibu there you won't take her and come and visit me it's a sign sacrifice so this one a word to the wise it's enough have evidence of commitment before you engage hallelujah but I pray that today God will give you the strength of an eagle I pray that God will help your weaknesses the Bible says the young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not go weary they shall walk and not faint I pray for you that if there's any aspect of your life in which you are weary there's any aspect of your life in which you are down there's any aspect of your life in which you are not strong by the spirit of god may you mount up with the wings of an eagle in the name of jesus christ of nazareth if there be any obstacles in front of you may the same spirit carry you like an eagle to run and, and and to fly over those obstacles in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god if you are going through a difficult patch in your life if you are going through a difficult financial patch if you are going through a difficult academic patch if you are going through a difficult marital patch i pray in the name of jesus that like the eagle you have the strength to embrace the storm you have the strength to face the storm the enemy might come in like a flood but the lord shall lift up a standard against it song really comes to mind Lord I come to Lord you. I come to you let my heart be changed renewed flowing from the grace that I find That a weakness that I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. So Oh!
wings of an eagle through the storms of life and the difficulties of life.
sing this song. I see God turning situations around. I see God calming some water. I see some storms settling in obedience to the name that is above every other day. enemy shall come like a flood but the Lord shall lift up a standard against it the storms of your marriage the storms of your relationship the storms of your academics the storms of your finances, the storms of your career. Sometimes all it takes is to be still. fact in the storm the eagle doesn't flap its wings it just spreads its wings and allows the wind of the storm to cause it to stall so, And when the oceans rise, when the oceans, when the oceans rise, when the oceans rise, and I will say, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king, Father, you are king over the storm. I will be still, sir. I will be still.
have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!